0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Bold Moms podcast. And the reason I made another little episode for all of you this week is because. I got this episode idea actually as a request and when I put out a call asking for solo episode ideas, a lot of people wanted to hear my birth story and I originally wasn't going to do this episode for a little bit, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought it made sense to do it now because I would not be here um, if it wasn't for my son. I would not be the founder of Bold Moms of Ottawa if I was not in fact a mother. So while well, we're getting to know me, it's probably important to get to know one of the most important days of my life, which is when my wonderful son Pierce, aka Spicy P, came onto the planet. So this episode, this episode is going to get crazy. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns and excitement, but I'm so glad you're all listening. I can't wait to tell this story, and I really hope you enjoy the story of how I became the original bold mom. So let's let's take a little trip back in time, shall we? Let's take it back all the way to 2019, let's when. We didn't have to wear face masks, and we could all gather in person, and I was pregnant. Um, So I had a due date of April 15th, 2019, and my plan, my birth plan, was to deliver at the Civic Hospital with the assistance of my midwife. So I had decided pretty early on in my pregnancy that I wanted to be under the care of a midwife. Uh, there's a few reasons for that. Uh, number one is I really liked the kind of continuity of care aspect of it. Um, but the second reason is I, I'm a really, really big uh, control freak and I really wanted to have control over as many aspects of my birth experience as possible. And I think that reflecting back on that, that was a very, very naive thing to think. You know, obviously the baby is going to come when the baby's going to come unless, of course, you have a scheduled C-section. But I was very adamant that I wanted to know exactly who was going to be delivering my baby. I wanted to know exactly where my baby was going to be delivered. Um, and I was pretty firm on that as a part of my plan. I've always been a control freak. Uh, I am the kind of person that in university would take on basically all of the group project work by myself because I really have trouble relying on other people to do things for me and anyone who knows me well knows that I often take on too many things because I'm worried about a lack of control. So um, I really wanted to have a midwife and so I got one and she's she was great you know we met obviously many times before the birth I felt very comfortable with her I was excited for her to deliver my baby and not only did we have uh, a midwife uh, on our team but we also had a doula and there was a few reasons why I wanted to work with a doula uh, number one is I was a little scared um, so I wanted somebody else there in the room other than Cam who I was really comfortable with and who Could you know help me with my breathing and help me feel comfortable physically? Um, I also really wanted the doula to be there for Cam as well because Cam is the kind of guy. He's pretty similar to me. He feels most comfortable when he has access to as much information as possible, and I wanted him to also have that support. So she could coach him on what to do and keep him updated on how I was doing physically and walk. Us both through all the changes that were happening when i was in labor and i also wanted to have a doula around because i was really looking forward to the postpartum care too um so that's the team that i had assembled you know i was planning on giving birth at the hospital i did not want to give birth at the birth center because i wanted the drugs i was very adamant about that Um, and I was really looking forward to having, you know, a really strong team of people that I trusted and people that I felt comfortable around. So let's zoom in a little bit and let's (laughs) zoom into, uh, to March 17th, um, 2019. And that was the day of my baby shower. And my baby shower was actually happening in Toronto instead of in Ottawa, At the time, I didn't have really any close friends in Ottawa, and my in-laws were in Toronto, and they had offered to host a joint baby shower for us, which was really lovely. So it was on St. Patrick's Day, uh, March seventeenth, two thousand nineteen. On that day, I was thirty-five and five, so I was pretty far along in my pregnancy, but I was feeling great. You know, I was very, very lucky to have had a really a pretty seamless pregnancy. You know I don't think I threw up once I was really active throughout my pregnancy I didn't have any complications there was no risk of like early delivery Uh, I was planning on having a vaginal birth so overall I was I was feeling great and so this trip to Toronto really didn't seem like any kind of a big deal I still had I thought I had a lot of time left um and i was planning you know i was even thinking like maybe i'll be late Uh, i knew a lot of first-time moms had a late delivery so the trip just felt like kind of any other trip to toronto It was going to be our last one before the baby came and we were just really looking forward to seeing all of our uh, family and friends there so the baby shower itself was awesome Uh, it was obviously st patrick's day themed we had green decorations everybody drank beer And of course, I had to dress up. uh, So I wore uh, heels for probably about four or five hours. Um, You know, I didn't feel great by the end of the day. I remember thinking, oh, like I'm absolutely exhausted. My feet are killing me. Um, So I, you know, I went to bed early and uh, I remember just falling asleep and thinking, wow, that was a really long day, but it was so much fun. So, The next morning I woke up at 6 a.m., which is very early for me. I liked to sleep considerably later than that before I had peers. But I woke up at 6 and I was, I was not feeling good. You know, but I attributed that. I'm like, okay, like I definitely overdid it yesterday. I was on my feet forever. I was in heels all day. I was feeling pretty sick and my back was really sore, but I thought, like, okay, this is this is normal. Like there's there's nothing going on here. I'm just going to try to try to shake it off. And So I tried going back to sleep and Cam was still asleep beside me but like I could not fall back to sleep. I'm like I'm really like really really not feeling good and I was feeling sort of this like pressure in my in my back. I'm like maybe I have to poop. So I sort of quietly rolled out of bed and I went into the bathroom and I tried to go to the bathroom Um, and I looked down and I was I was bleeding and that was pretty shocking. Um, I remember thinking wow like there's something definitely wrong here so I, I got up and I went to the bed and I said like Cam like I'm bleeding and I really don't feel good and like I think that the baby might be coming and he's you know he's like well like you're you sure you're sure you're sure it's not Braxton Hicks and like you know if anything like I think I should just I think I should go to the hospital like you should probably wake up your mom um and Cam's mom is actually, uh, she's retired now, but she was a nurse at kids for about 35 years. So she's a medical professional. She has two grandkids. Uh, she has three children of her own. I'm like, okay, Karen will know what to do. So I had Cam go and, and wake up his mom, but like even in the couple minutes that he was gone, I started to feel awful and I started to get pain. And I'm like, okay, like I'm starting to I think I'm starting to have contractions I think this baby is coming and so this was you know we were in the downstairs bedroom and in Cam's parents place and by this point you know this was probably only about 15-20 minutes after I woke up like I was on all fours and I was like 10 out of 10 pain um so I was terrified and at that point I asked Cam and Cam's mom is like you have to call an ambulance like I think I'm in labor. Um and I I was kind of in disbelief myself but I think at that point I was really just starting to clue in to what was actually happening which was like this baby was coming. So um they called an ambulance and and they called the paramedics and I I got put on the phone with the paramedics and the paramedics were saying okay you need to get some blankets, you need to get some pillows, you need to get some scissors. I'm like okay, I'm sorry, scissors? Like This baby is not being born in this basement. You need to get your people here now because I refuse to give birth at home on a towel with some kitchen scissors beside me. Um, so the first people to arrive were the fire department. And that was mortifying because here I was, you know, on all fours wearing no bottoms and nothing but a root sweatshirt, which I still have, by the way. And, you know, there's like four dudes, like four firefighters just kind of standing around me. Um, and they obviously recognized that I was in a lot of pain. I was in labor. Um, I think that a couple of them were pretty experienced and they had delivered babies before, so they were trying to calm me down and tell me what to do, but it wasn't working because I was panicking. Um, and then finally, I think it was like 10 minutes after they had called, um, 911, the paramedics showed up and the paramedics like immediately recognized that I was in like very, very actively where my contractions at this point were probably like three minutes apart because we had been timing them. Um, so they got me up the stairs, they put me on the gurney and they drove me to the hospital and Cam's parents live in York, uh, North York, Ontario, sorry, North York, Toronto. And so the the closest hospital to their house is North York general. And I think it's about a seven minute drive, but oh my God. Um, I don't know if anyone else listening to this has ever had to go in an ambulance to the hospital before when they've been in labor, but like that was the longest fucking seven minutes of my life. Like, I felt so bad for the driver. I felt so bad for the paramedic after the fact. I felt so bad for Cam. Like, poor Cam. He was so scared. Um, because I was, I was making, like, gluttural, like, primal animal sounds at that point. I remember just being, like, absolutely terrified. Um, because I was worried that something was really, really, really wrong. So, anyways, we got to the hospital finally. And I remember that I went through the ER And like, God bless the people that were in the ER, ER, they probably thought I was dying. Um, And of course, the paramedics that got called did not know that hospital very well for some reason, because we ended up getting lost in the hospital. Um, And, you know, looking back, you know, this is this is funny and I have a laugh about it. But at the time, I was like, where are we? Where are we? Like, was my baby okay? Is my baby okay?" And we finally got to labor and delivery and they measured me at that point between contractions and I was nine and a half centimeters dilated. So, um, this is now probably, I'd say about an hour after I started feeling really sick. So things were moving quickly to say the very least. Um, so they got me, finally got me into a room. Um, they got me my OB and she was this absolutely wonderful woman. I'm so, so grateful for her. She was just phenomenal at keeping me calm and, helping me to understand what was going on and, and just really like making sure that I had as much information as I could. So, you know, she, I, we got into the room and I was like, asked, was, like begging, you know, can I please have something? Can I have an epidural? And she's like, sorry, girl, like you got to push. So this is where things kind of get fuzzy for me. I don't remember anything except for being really, really, really thirsty. Um, but I also remember uh, them needing to use suction. So, at that point, you know his uh, Pierce's heart rate was dropping. Um, I was, I think, in shock, um, and they needed to get him out. So they used a vacuum on us, and the first time it didn't work. And they said, "Okay, if it doesn't work this time, um, we're gonna have to use the forceps," which I really did not want. So, I gave it everything I possibly could, and I pushed, and they used the vacuum, and and he and he came out. Um, So I think like end to end from the time that I like got in the ambulance to the time that he came out was about two hours, uh, maybe a little bit less. So things moved very quickly. Um, It was definitely not what I had planned, but I was so grateful because you know he had to be on a ventilator for an hour because he had come up so quickly and there was fluid in his lungs and um, that was really scary uh, because we were worried about his breathing. But you know he came off and apart from having an extra finger and an extra toe, you know he was he was doing great. He was really healthy um, and that's that's really all that it comes down to in the end, right? So. We stayed at the hospital for two days. Um, They obviously wanted to check in and make sure that you know he was healthy, I was doing okay, Uh, I had a second degree tear so I was definitely in a lot of pain but I was hanging in there and then once those two days were up uh, we got the all clear to go home and so being in the hospital was pretty wild like I didn't have a hospital bag packed. I literally showed up. I'm not kidding at the hospital wearing that root sweatshirt with my cell phone and my phone charger. And that was it. Like we didn't have any outfits. We had no diapers. We had nothing for like postpartum. And like, thank God at the time, you know, COVID wasn't a thing. So people could go out and get us food and his in-laws live so close. And like his brother and sister both have kids. So they were able to come and bring us stuff. And of course the stuff from the baby shower as well. So you know, things turned out okay, and we stayed in Toronto for five days, and then we ended up taking my mother-in-law, actually, and I took the train home from Toronto to Ottawa, and Cam and his dad uh, drove in a bit of a convoy, because we had lots of stuff to bring home, um, but, you know, things things turned out in, in a weird way, and I I guess that's kind of why I wanted to tell this story now because along with sharing with all of you how I became a mom, I just wanted to share that this was a very, very empowering experience for me. Uh, you know, I was so scared to have an unmedicated birth and the way that I gave birth was was pretty, pretty crazy, but like I did it, you know, I'm still here. Um... And it was so, so completely the opposite of everything that I had planned. But he's still, he's still, he's, he's happy and he's thriving and, and I'm happy and I've healed and and we're both doing really well. So it was a really good lesson for me in just letting go, just trusting the process, trusting my body, realizing that. I won't have control over everything as a parent. You know, we all know this now, and I know this now. Like, I I can't control how much he eats for dinner. I can't control how much sleep he gets. I can't control his personality, what he likes, what he doesn't like. And I also, frankly, couldn't control how he came into this world. But... Again, you know, I said this in the first episode. I'm so glad that I became a parent and I'm so glad that I became P's parent because he has taught me so much even from the minute that he decided that he wanted to make his grand entrance. Um, he he has helped me to become a better person. So I hope that you all enjoy this story. Um, I know I, I definitely enjoyed telling it and I I hope that for anyone who is listening to this that you can all try to remember that you really can do really hard things. So thank you all for listening. Let me know how you like this episode. Uh, As always, I love, love, love hearing from all of you. I love your feedback. So drop me a note. Let me know what you think. And we will see you next time on another episode of the Bold Moms podcast. In that up, 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 in